millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And the Apollo missions? Were they real? Or were they just a modern and more sophisticated version of the same fantasy? They sent these fucking people around the moon, 250,000 plus miles out there and back. But ever since then, all they've been able to do is get people into near-Earth orbit. Ever since then, like the highest anyone's ever gone, I think it's 400 miles. And how come I've seen videos that says, we lost the technology to go to the moon? What is the truth about all that? We sort of initially lost it after the 1970s. Um, what does that mean? It's very, very difficult and expensive to build a Saturn V. In those days, in the 60s, I'd say it was right on the edge of our capabilities. It's astonishing that we managed to do it. I thought, and I could be wrong, but I thought it was because of, like, funding. Could be. Like, because, you know, Meanwhile, not... Lachman's got funds. <laughs> show me show me how that makes sense. You don't want to fund space travel. You want to fund that fucking acrylic box. Amber box. <laughs> now, it's, um, it's a lot less dangerous, a lot cheaper, and we have the technology and the computing power, as you say, to do it rather much more easily. So that's why we're going back now, because it's not... You don't need 700,000 engineers and unlimited budget. Um, you, you now can do it. You know, SpaceX are pretty close. This SpaceX pretty close. This SpaceX pretty close. Welcome back, everybody. This is part two of Did We Go to the Moon or Not? If you haven't listened to part one, go back and play last week's episode. Otherwise, you're missing out. And back to the show. to the alleged moon landings, scientists somewhat gleefully speculated what men may be able to do on the moon due to reduced gravitational pull. Weighing only one-sixth of what they did on Earth, there'd be an opportunity for some cool athletic feats. Even with- I feel like they'd be doing like flips and shit. Like, wouldn't yeah. you like when yeah. you're in the water and you're just like, oh, yeah, I can like do like dives and, you know, like in the deep end or something like that. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. to Think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Even with bulky suits, because mm-hmm. that's the other thing. They look like Ghostbusters. I'm sorry. They look their outfits look so fake. <laughs> I'm. So, they really do. They got uh-huh. these huge backpacks on with all these belts and hoses and shit. Don't and it's just everything like everything looks on, fake. Man. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Um, even with bulky suits, the astronauts should have been jumping out of the gym. We're talking three, four feet high. Instead, they did lame bunny hops and never got more than about 18 inches off the ground. Oh, it looked like it looked like they got pretty high to me. 
at but least not that one three to four feet. No, for sure not. Yeah. Also, what's with them moving in slow mo? If you speed up the film, it basically mm-hmm. looks like men running around in the desert in spacesuits and just jumping. Let's play the. Okay. Yeah, play it. Speed it. Speed it up. There we go. Oh yeah, it looks like he's playing hopscotch. Or I mean, it still kind of looks like he would be on a wire. Yeah, yeah, but it's like. Yeah, because he does stay it doesn't, in there. It does then, not look as like amazing as it does. Right. Slower or right, right. real speed. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. And then what they think about the lunar module taking off mm-hmm. is that this is a miniature. Kind of like what they do for movies where they film oh, yeah, little yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because when... <laughs> when looks the, like a happy little frog. <laughs> Well, when it lands uh-huh. and when it takes off, it yeah. doesn't create a crater because what they say is mm-hmm. as it was landing, they had like mostly turned off the propulsion, you know, because they're kind of just like coming down. Well, I, I imagine that they're like they could just drop down in there because the, you know, because There's the gravity no isn't. Yeah, so they're just like, we'll gravity. have a soft landing or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they take off, it looks like a 1950s sci-fi version of a ship, like, zoop, right yeah. back up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think uh, one thing that I had seen before I start, like, just in passing is, did you ever watch that show, Adam Ruins Everything? No. <laughs> I didn't, I though. didn't either. <laughs> this is like... Uh, 2016 or something there were like shows on where they're like we got this comedian to host this show yeah but he's teaching you facts oh okay and I was like no thanks oh like ruins everything like debunks or something like that okay so he goes on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan reads him to filth oh can we hear that yeah awesome because he um, had someone come on his show to prove he he proved basically we didn't have the technology to fake the moon landing, mm-hmm. oh. which is ridiculous. No, we we could make movies. I know. It, like the the idea is that it's just a movie on a set. Like I know, and it's not even like a particularly like fancy movie. No. Yeah. Did you see our video on the moon landing? No. Oh, this is one of my favorite videos we ever did. So he did the same thing. Did you see our video on the moon landing? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You know, it's about how the moon land. The, the the thesis is the moon landing could not have been faked. It would have been harder to fake the moon landing than it would have been to uh, actually go to the moon because the technology to fake it did not exist. Like, and we talked to a uh, forensic film guy, right, right? Who's like spends. He's got like a. He's got a fucking Oscar for, um, you know, analyzing old films. Right. And he walked us through it. He's like, look, the shadows are parallel, right? They're not diverging, you know, a close light source. The shadows would, would diverge. Right. Um, so wait a minute, you know, that that's like one of the big arguments for the moon hoax is that the shadows intersect, the shadows indicate multiple light sources. Uh, well that is because, uh, when, uh, that's one of the main arguments that's that, that is a, I believe that's reflected light. Okay. I'm getting past my memory of this segment. Yeah. Um, I used to be a full on moon hoaxer. I fully believed we never went to the moon. I shouldn't have brought this up. I watched the documentary that was on Fox TV while I was on news radio. It was like 1995 or something. (laughs) I was fucking convinced. Can I say News Radio is one of my one of my favorite sitcoms ever? By the way, that is a unacknowledged classic. Uh, I have watched the whole series like three times. Um, That show is so. I'm sorry. Just go ahead. I just had to say that much. Well, anyway, um, back then. Fox News actually aired a full one hour show called called Conspiracy Theory. Did we land on the moon? And it had me fully convinced. Yeah, there was all this shit that they showed, like the same background being used in multiple moon missions that were supposed to be on completely different parts of the moon. Like, how is this possible? They're supposed to be like nowhere near each other, but they have the same background. And that is, uh, it looks like the astronauts are on wires and it looks like the light sources are, there are multiple light sources and the, the shadows are intersecting. And yeah. then, you know, all the fucking uh, astronauts, when they came back, they did this uh, Apollo 11 post-flight uh, press conference. And they looked like they're completely full of shit. I was all in, dude. All yeah. in. All in. And, and now so you're I, all out? No, I realize I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> That's well, one of the problems with being all in with, any, with anything. 
But we also found that they did fake some things for publicity purposes, photographs that were used that were uh, photographs from tests that they did inside a warehouse with all safety equipment. And then they blacked out all the safety equipment in the background and pawn those photos off as spacewalk photos. But I think that's overzealous publicists. It doesn't mean no one went to space. Right? Well, it's like making yeah. leaps. As opposed, like, well, what's the simplest explanation if they yeah. did fake some footage? Well, it's probably a bunch of simple explanations, but overzealous publicists, people wanting to show people video that they didn't have video of. Maybe the, the photos didn't come out so well, so they faked some of them. Well, but, let me the the thing about the shadows diverging. My memory of this is we don't talk about that when people say they see the shadows diverge, right? Mm -hmm. If you actually go outside on a sunny day when you have a single point of light like that with light reflecting, you will see two shadows of yourself going in different. There's one sometimes. dominant shadow, and yeah. then there's a there's a secondary. Because Adam can't remember what yeah. point he's making, mm -hmm. let's I, I was, just shut him up. I was immediately like, you know what, Adam, you got yourself into a shitty situation with this because you don't really know what you're talking about. No. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of like us is like, I'm just going to listen to this guy who said, I watched the segment on his show. Yeah. Um, and I still don't understand it, you know, oh, okay. because it is science. <laughs> well, it's also like he's not explaining it very no, well. Like, he doesn't he's not get explaining it. it in like a really he he hasn't thought about it. No, clearly. And he's just he yeah, listened whatever. to this guy and then put it on his show. And that yeah. was it. Yeah. The guy on the show says um, the way that the shadows look in the pictures, which I'm going to show you in a okay. second, um, it couldn't have been faked because if if the sun is the light source, okay, um, it's really far away. Mm -hmm. If you're shooting in a studio, you'll probably have a light source and it'll be really close. Yeah. So things will be parallel if there's one light source. Okay. Whereas... When we are outside and the mm -hmm. sun is shining um, and then we're looking at things like a light pole or something that goes um, far into, we have a perspective. Like the shadow will go farther? Yes. Okay. So if you're looking at two light poles, they yeah. might kind of look like they diverge and go outwards. Okay. That's because the light source is so far away. I'm so confused. I agree. I really, I don't, I can't. I agree. I cannot grok this. So yeah. the man who came on the Adam show uh -huh. goes, the only way we could make things look like that where they diverge yeah. is if we have a light source that is one million lasers. The filmmaking and lighting technology at the time, that actually wouldn't have been possible. Right. The lighting. Look at how bright it is. Look at these shadows. This was clearly shot in a studio. Actually, creating that lighting would have been essentially impossible in a studio. Melinda, meet Mark Shubin. He's a forensic motion picture analyst and an Emmy-winning life fellow of the Society of Motion Picture and Television Engineers. Thanks, Adam. Using image forensics, I can tell you that the light source we see in the moon footage is actually parallel sun rays with no diffusion. If you look at the photos from the Apollo mission, you can see that all the shadows are parallel because the light source is 93 million miles away. But if you try to recreate that same photo using studio lighting, the shadows diverge. Huh. Back in the 60s, the only way to recreate that effect would be to build a wall of millions of laser lights so close together they'd be like pixels on a TV screen. No, 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 no. This lighting is all wrong. I need lasers, Peter. Lasers! But lasers back then were big and costly, so rigging together that many at that size would have required an enormous apparatus that probably would have cost more than the entire Apollo project. Perfect! This is great. Now we just need millions of these lasers. Oh, uh, I don't know if that's in our budget or the countries. Honestly, Peter, you make me furious. And in those days, the only lasers that were practically available were red. Which means the color photos we have from the moon landing would have been impossible. I can't shoot in red light. It makes this moon look like a bordello. Correction, we need millions of ultra-rare multicolored lasers. How do I explain? I mean, that's not even a remote... How do I explain it? It's remotely zero. Go back to film school, Peter!
Now, today, we could recreate the correct lighting with computer graphics. But in 1969, those didn't exist. Hmm. I've asked my colleagues in forensics and in movie production, and given the parallel light rays and the detailed color photos, we just cannot think of any way they could have faked the moon landing with the technology they had at the time. So the moon landing can't be faked because they couldn't fake the light right. Yeah, which is like... So arbitrary, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, Because all of us are looking at the lighting and, like, not even... Like, we already don't understand it. Also, light's fucking weird. Light is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you take anything else away from this podcast, light is weird. Light is so weird. <laughs> and I, Izzy agrees. I do think that when people look at this moon shit, they're being so particular about... Little tiny things like light yeah, that we've yeah. never thought about. Mm-hmm. And it's like um, like one of the things that people say is, uh-huh. how come in the footage and the pictures you can't see any stars? Oh, well, yeah, that, that is something that I noticed. Yeah? Yeah. Well, here's why. Uh-huh. The moon is white. Yeah. Right? Oh. It's made out of... Um, Green cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chalk. I don't know. It's made out of apparently like reflective glass oh, and like, like white silica, shit. silica or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so white shit. It's kind of like being outside on a snowy day where mm-hmm. it's super bright. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're gonna take a picture, you have to make the aperture super small. Okay. So that everything isn't blown out. Yeah. And so then you can't capture stars because they're in the middle of the dark. Uh huh. So a a camera it's isn't like when there's going too to... much. It, it's like when there's too much ambient light in a city, you see less stars. Exactly. Okay, got the it. The same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like that makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other stuff with the shadows, I don't know. I don't get uh, it. I, ugh, it's totally beyond my ken. I'm going to show you the Y files explain okay. this because he covers a lot of the different things that make it look like a set he covers that really well Mm -hmm. we might still not understand the shadow thing but that's okay okay in just a few years the united states went from being years behind the soviets in space exploration to eclipsing all of their achievements to many people this was just too good to be true so skeptics started pouring over photographs and film looking for evidence of a hoax and the evidence was everywhere the first clue of a hoax was that the astronauts seemed to be casting shadows in two different directions. But the sun is the only light source on the moon. On Earth, shadows run parallel. On the moon, not only did shadows go in different directions, but sometimes they were at right angles to each other. The only way to explain this is multiple light sources, like you'd get on a movie soundstage. Studio lights would also explain this shot. In a vacuum with only a single light source, the shadows on the moon should be absolutely completely black. But there's a lot of film and photos where, even though the astronauts are in shadow, they're lit extremely well. Now, in the movies, the sun would be called a key light, which is your main light. And this light in the shadows would be from what's called a fill light. But there's no fill light on the moon, only a key light, the sun. There seems to be a Hollywood lighting technique happening here. Now, you're not going to find any direct evidence of studio lights in any pictures from the moon. NASA's too smart for that. But even in big-budget movies, you can sometimes see the cameras and lights in reflections. Now look at this. In the reflection on the helmet, it looks like a neat row of movie lights. And look at the reflection on this photo. What the heck is that? That looks a lot like a studio light with the barn doors open. Now here's a photo that shows what looks like a movie prop. This rock is labeled with the letter C. But the crew forgot to remove the label when they started shooting. How about this picture of the landing module? Do those hills look like they're miles away? Or do they look like this was shot on a soundstage? And speaking of those hills, this photo was supposedly taken a few miles away from the landing module. Then how come the backgrounds are identical? Um, okay, so now I'm understanding a little bit about the light the thing, like parallel versus like, okay, the, the, he explained it really well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And um, that is really, really interesting. But I'm wondering, like, is the Earth also a light source for the moon? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so maybe what other light sources might there be around besides the sun that would affect the moon? 
Um, well, I think it's just that the moon is super reflective. So oh, okay. He's saying that uh, you'll have a key light. Yeah. When you're lighting like someone for an interview, you have a mm-hmm. key light and you might put it at an angle. Uh-huh. And then I would cast shadows on this side of your face. Yeah. And so they'll have another light maybe that yeah, will like that would get rid softer. of those shadows so you don't look like really yeah. harsh and severe. That would be a, like a softer light. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sometimes instead of a soft fill light, mm-hmm. you'll use like a bounce. And oh, a bounce okay. is just a big white thing. I remember when I was getting my headshots taken, there was always be this thing, like this gold yeah. metallic thing that would put under my face to make me look like I'm glowing. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying like the moon's surface. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy's playing with her rosé. Perfect timing, honey. Yeah. <laughs> the the moon's surface acts as like a bounce or a fill light. Oh, okay. So that's so, a debunking. Sort yeah, of but thing. when okay. I look at um those shadows where he has the arrows, yeah. where it's not like they're diverging, they're literally in different directions. They're in different directions and like they're not like one. soft. Like there's they're really like harsh shadows going in different directions. Yes, because you know what another thing is that people point out? Yeah. Whenever, when you're on Earth and the sun casts a shadow, mm-hmm. all of the shadows are harsh. Yeah. And that is because the sun is so far away. Mm-hmm. So in some pictures on the moon, you'll see the shadow of the astronaut in the foreground. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of, blurry and not so harsh and not very sharp edges okay which means there's a softer light than the sun it means there's a closer light oh oh okay yeah 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 and then the things that are far away are casting like a harsh like hard edges yeah uh shadow yeah let me show you that from american moon and you'll hear the man's annoying voice Let's now examine the problems related to the type of lighting used for the lunar pictures. There are in fact different elements suggesting that an artificial source, rather than the sun, was used to illuminate the set. This would obviously mean that the pictures were taken on Earth and not on the moon. The first element suggesting the use of artificial light are the so-called hot spots. The sun is a huge, extremely powerful source of light capable of illuminating entire planets with its rays. For this reason, when the sun illuminates a large, flat expanse, the light reaches every visible point with the same intensity. Whether we observe an area closer to us or one in the distance, the luminosity of the ground is practically the same everywhere. This is due to the fact that the sun is thousands of times larger than the Earth which means it can easily illuminate any portion of its surface with the same intensity. If we use an artificial light source instead, like for example a movie light, the area of illuminated terrain will be much smaller. Furthermore, at the center of the illuminated area, we will see what is called a hot spot, while as we move away from the center, we will notice a substantial decrease of luminosity called fall-off. If we now examine some pictures from the Apollo missions, we will notice the same phenomenon that we saw in the pictures taken with an artificial source. A noticeable hot spot in the center of the image and a just as noticeable drop of light as we move away from the center of the illuminated area. This documentary is painstaking. Yeah, yeah. Improving their point. Oh, and then here's the soft, this is the soft edge thing. Okay. Ooh. This blurred edge in the shadow is absolutely unnatural for having been caused by the sun. Since the sun is millions of miles away, it generates sharp, well-defined shadows on the ground. If you use an artificial light instead, you will get this kind of shadow with soft and blurred edges. Some may suggest that the blurring of the shadow is simply due to a focusing mistake, but this is not the case. Okay, I get it. (laughs) <laughs> it's a blurred edge you don't have to put the mouse over it he's like let me show you the whole <laughs> exactly edge. yeah do you see it do you see it do you, do see, you it? see it do you see it so then they're saying yeah sunlight yeah. always makes a sharp edge okay which so we don't yeah, look at no. this shit on the daily wait, 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 i'm just wait, wait, wait. 
Sunlight yeah. doesn't always make a sharp edge. Does it? I have no idea. I'm trying to think of like when I see my shadow, like is it sharp? Is it soft? I don't know. I don't know either. Oh my God. Yeah. The only thing uh-huh. that I can think of to like possibly not even, I, I couldn't even have the ambition to debunk any of this, but you know how like the moon like is sometimes like crescent and sometimes half and yeah. sometimes waxing mm-hmm. like when they landed in the sea of tranquility mm-hmm. like where was the sun did they land was it at that point where it's like maybe like half the sea of tranquility was like in light and half of it was in darkness do you know what we could do what i'm sure this is written down somewhere okay we should find it yeah because yeah. the moon can be predicted based on the time of year okay you know? We're doing actual journalism here, everybody. Journalism. Yeah. Okay. Moon phase for Sunday, July 20th, 1969. Okay. It was a waxing crescent. Okay. Which means it was a crescent, you see. Yeah. Uh, The small... Like, I'd say like 30% is lit Uh and 60% is not lit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so on this day, the moon is 5.71 days old and 28.44% illuminated with a tilt of blah, 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 the approximate distance. Yeah, but did they land in like a fully lighted part is what I'm asking. Like, where's the sea of tranquility on the moon and is mm. it in that lighted crescent fully? You remember for sure they landed in the sea of tranquility? That's what they said in the article I read, right? Oh. Yeah. So see this picture? Uh-huh. Right here. Okay, so that little square <laughs> is the Sea of Tranquility. Yeah. It does kind of look like it's like kind of in, kind of out. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, but also, I guess we can only see one side of the moon. I guess it's right up here. Yeah. And so, I don't know, dude. It's just like when people try to debunk this as a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. They're like, you don't get lighting. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And I'm like, I know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't. Yeah. But uh, that would be the only thing that would give me pause. But honestly, I'm. You know, okay. So this another is very thing, interesting. The, another thing is, you know, how they'll say Stanley Kubrick was the director for the moon landing. Stanley Kubrick. For some reason, I thought it was Martin Scorsese, but I don't think he was, like, directing back then. I don't either. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick made 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, so he, like, knows, like, how do I light space? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he did use special effects. Okay. In making that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, We saw them used again in Barbie where she does the um the whole sequence of man before time. Oh, the beginning sequence, right? Yeah, the beginning yeah. sequence. Yeah. So the backdrop that mm-hmm. he used, they filmed all of the monkey stuff in a studio. Okay. Wait, this is Barbie? I'm or talking about the, or, 2001. Oh, 2001, 2001. So the beginning of 2001, it's I've never seen this movie. Oh my god. I know, I'm so dumb. Yeah, I had. But anyway, explain it to me. So in the beginning of the movie, two thousand one, it's um, I'm calling them monkeys, but they're clearly like on their way to becoming humans. Oh, okay. At the beginning, and they're um out just kind of in the desert, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot like in Barbie. Okay, where they're out in the desert also, but they're playing with dolls. It's definitely like a takeoff of the yeah of that beginning. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And they shot both of them in a studio. Okay. There's a screen, kind of like a like what you would um put up for your um like a like a scrim or a backdrop? A scrim. A scrim. Just like a scrim. Okay. Sometimes they use um a particular kind of scrim that's very reflective. Okay. So that they can project they take like a projector and project an image on it. Uh-huh. And it looks real yeah. on camera. So okay. they're saying that they probably did that for the moon mm-hmm. because they'll have these hills and stuff in the background. Yeah. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, and there's kind of like a clear delineation. Yeah. Of this is what's in the foreground and this is what, you know, the set is. Mm -hmm. And then there's this background of hills Uh uh-huh yeah and there's a delineation i'm doing something with my hands where i'm like there's a line no 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 it's like it's a very crisp line sort of line between the darkness of space and the sort of hill line well outline of the hill or just um the dirt that's in the foreground and then the hills that are in the background yeah there's a crisp line yeah for sure front screen projection was so convincing that many people think the Dawn of Man sequences in 2001 were actually shot on location. They weren't. Almost all that part of 2001 was shot in a studio with actors on sets. If you look closely at Apollo photographs of the moon, you can see a line where the fake moon set ends and the front projection screen begins. At that line, the texture of the lunar surface changes dramatically. Please note how everything is in focus, from the rocks and pebbles close to the camera all the way to the crystal clear mountain behind the astronaut. There is a stark difference in ground texture between the set and what is being projected onto the screen. You can almost count the number of small rocks and the granularity of the ground that is clearly seen on the set. Once we get to the screen on the other side of my line, this granularity disappears. The little pebbles and dust just seem to disappear behind my line. So that's the technology that Stanley Kubrick perfected for that movie. Got it. Okay. Doesn't that seem so simple? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, practical effects really are, like, geniusly simple. I've right. Always, yeah. And they look really good because mm-hmm. it's not like stupid CGI. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. No, I like CGI. It's like usually, unless it's brilliant, you can tell in an instant. It's like, all right, I'm going to have to suspend my fucking disbelief yeah you know whereas practical effects if they're done really well is just like oh that's amazing it looks real yeah 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 so greta gerwig said that they uncovered you know the screen projection images that mm-hmm. Stanley kubrick used oh my to do the barbie ones yeah because people in film don't record over that shit. Yeah, yeah. No, and they keep like old films. They keep them in a fucking salt mine so the celluloid doesn't degrade. Why is the film industry better than fucking NASA? I mean, it's unfortunate, but I guess they don't have that kind of education, do yeah, they? Seriously. Yeah. Maybe the film industry should take over the government. Yeah. What do you think? How about Harvey Weinstein? I oh, mean, that'd be great. Harvey okay. Weinstein for president, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the difference? You know? I know. I mean, considering. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely Actually, right. Actually, Harvey Weinstein might be more intelligent. Uh, more intelligent and than more Donald sane. Trump. Yeah. You know? One other thing uh-huh. is the astronauts were super awkward. They did a press conference when they got back. Ooh. Do we have it? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see it. It's so boring. Okay. And that's part of like what makes it so awkward, you yeah. know, is they're like not excited. I feel like astronauts are just like boring people. They though. are. They're yeah. boring engineers. Yeah. So knowing that. Sorry, engineers. We love you. We love you, but you're not social people. Yeah. And yeah. you know it. I think you know that. I yes, think you exactly. Know that. So. Um, knowing that and then going into this interview, you'll just have to tell me what you think. Okay. 
Okay, so everyone's clapping. The three astronauts are sitting on a stage. Mm-hmm. Um, They're standing. Even the looks on their faces. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. They they look like they've seen horrible things. Horrible things? Well, not like horrible things, but they're just like, my trust in everything is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was our pleasure to have participated in one great adventure. It's an adventure that took place not just in the month of July, but rather one that took place in the last decade. That's new. Okay. We all here and the people listening in today had the opportunity to share that adventure over its developing and unfolding in the past months and years. It's our privilege today to share with you some of the details of that final month of July that was certainly the highlight for the three of us of of that decade. We're going to divert a little bit from the Format. Okay. Okay. They look demoralized uh-huh. is the word I would use. Uh-huh. Like they look like they've a lot of their illusion. Honestly, they really do. They look like they've just had an experience where a lot of their illusions have been absolutely like destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. They look depressed. They look depressed. They look unhappy with each other. They look unhappy with life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing I could say is I remember when I was a kid yeah. and we were talking about that Krista McAuliffe thing up until the actual launch. It like, hadn't happened yet. It hadn't happened. And so our teachers were telling us all about like, what's it like to be an astronaut? Like we had this whole unit, I guess, on, you know, being an astronaut and what it takes. And I know that uh, how long were they up there for? It took them like four days to get there and then Mm -hmm. four days to get back. Okay. So So not very long. But then when they got back, they had to quarantine for two to three weeks. Well, the thing is, what I do, what I was explained to me at that age Uh is that like when you get back from space, it's like it has something to do with like it fucks up your bones. Oh. And your oh, your muscles atrophy because you're not Yeah, because yeah, of the gravity so, difference. The gravity difference. And so maybe they just don't feel great. You know, maybe they're just like, uh, it's taking me everything to hold my head up right now. But it all has also been two to three weeks. Yeah, the thing that's they're not going to like that space station for months. No. You know, it's been, as you said, like eight days. Eight days. So I don't know if it would have those you know, like a really extreme effect. And honestly, they seem physically fine. It's their faces and their attitudes. They're just like staring down and they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird, guys. It's really weird. Yeah. And when I do public speaking, uh-huh. I feel like everyone wants me to get it over with. Yeah. And yeah. I don't sit there and hem and haw about every word. Uh-huh. Because I think, like, I'm taking up too much time. Well, also, you just, you were just on the moon. You were the only, you were the first people on the moon. You'd be like, God damn, yes. And these people are giving you a standing ovation. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, well, they look shell shocked. We're so excited to tell you today about what it was like. Wow. No, that is really compelling. It's just, they, they are so weird. Yeah. So And the other two aren't talking at all. I feel like they would be like, remember this? And then this happened. Like they'd all want to talk about it. Well, that's what makes me like what in the nineteen seventies was everyone like, we need to be super polite. Or were they on lewds? It being the nineteen seventies, you know? Yeah. Somebody just like slipped him something like, here, you'll feel better about being on stage. I think someone on Reddit was like, Okay. Let me read you a couple things from Reddit. Okay. I think we went to the moon, but there's no way we have a live broadcast from the moon. If so- if something could have gone wrong and they had to cover up the actual military stuff we were doing up there. Oh, can I just cut in? Like, even if, like, maybe we did go to the moon, but it's like, we can't film it and everybody wants to see it. So let's fake that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And... Yeah. 
like I said, they thought the Soviets would put weapons of mass destruction up there. Yeah. Well, did we put something up there? Ooh, oh, oh, that- theory people will be like, they saw alien life. Oh, all right. You know, and like yeah. that was disturbing. Yeah. I don't know. I still think. <sighs> mm-hmm. Nobody prepped them for this. Oh, Nobody for sure. Nobody was like. They were media was, trained. No, but yeah. I guess if you're thinking you're faking it, then wouldn't you have someone be like, all right, guys, we need you to get it up. <laughs> we need you to show up. <laughs> I want you us. to get fucking hard for this interview, exactly. motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. Even back then. But even even with that, maybe they were like, we're going to do this. We're going to do what we do. We're not, oh, yeah, I can imagine them maybe being, like, just bitter about the experience, too, and just be like, we'll lie for you, but we won't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone else says, how about the whistleblower astronaut Gus Grissom, mm. who died in a fiery crash of one such equipment failure ah. along the others shortly before the successful mission? Okay. He had been doing media interviews against NASA's wishes, speaking freely about how the moon landing would never happen. Oh. That it wasn't possible and that their equipment was laughably subpar. Mm. He even hung a lemon in the background of one of these interviews. <laughs> okay. Oh, like he was being sour about it? I have no idea. I, maybe it was a 60s Or like a thing. lemon, like a, like a car. Like, <laughs> like an Edsel? My car's a lemon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know? oh, like the ship's a lemon. Yeah. Oh, got it. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it could have multifarious meanings. Well, so then do you know about all of the messaging in The Shining? That's supposedly Stanley Kubrick's confession to having mm-hmm. faked the moon landing. No! You don't? I love The Shining. It's one of my favorite movies. I know. Oh, How shit. How bad do you want that sweater that has oh, yeah. Apollo 11 on it that um, little Danny wears? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that. Yeah, no, I want it too. But does that have something to do? Okay, interesting. Yeah. So take me through this Shining thing because I want to know. Okay. The latter part of Kubrick's Odyssey discusses the hidden messages in The Shining that Kubrick directed in 1980. Kubrick leaves clues that he faked the moon landings. The characters Jack and Danny, who are the father and son in the movie, symbolize different aspects of Kubrick's own personality. Danny, the child, represents Kubrick's inner innocence, while Jack represents the jaded and morally compromised adult that Kubrick has become. There are also specific visual clues. The Indian wall hangings on the walls of the Overlook Hotel look like rockets launching into space. The pattern on the carpet of the hotel is a hexagonal shape that represents the shape of the launch pads at Cape Canaveral. And in one scene, when Danny is playing with his toys on this carpet, he stands up and is seen wearing a sweater that says Apollo 11 on it. Next, there's a scene where Danny then walks down the hall and finds an open door to a room. The room is number 237, which was changed from room 217 in the Stephen King novel. The number 237 is significant because the average orbital distance between the Earth and the Moon is 237,000 miles. Then there's the scene where Jack's wife discovers that he's been typing the same phrase over and over. The phrase is, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. But the word all isn't A-L-L. It's actually typed out as A-1-1, or Apollo 11. And there are a lot of other claims made by Kubrick's Odyssey, but those are the highlights. And these claims were highly debated and very controversial. What we need is Kubrick admitting he faked the moon landing. We need to hear it from his own mouth. But he never said a word about it. Or did he? Okay. I mean, I don't know about this. No, there's a whole movie that used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. It's called Room 237. Okay. And it's all about the hidden messages in The Shining. Mm Mm-hmm. And so some of them are about this, and then some of them are about um, <laughs> something about like how America stole, how we stole America from the Native Americans. <laughs> so oh. there's a lot of it, there's stuff. a lot of reading into it, but also yeah. like, couldn't you say Kubrick was just like giving a nod to the fact that everybody people thought mm-hmm. that he faked the moon landing? So he's like. Mm. 
You know, yeah. I'll give yeah. him a little nod with all these little like you know goose eggs or what do they call them? Easter eggs. Easter goose eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then he, uh, the guy from the Y Files is mm-hmm. about to move on to this. Um, I'm going to say quote unquote interview with Stanley Kubrick, where mm-hmm. he admits that he was the person who filmed the moon landing oh okay but this is like a fake documentary yeah and the filmmakers who made it wanted everyone to know it was a mockumentary okay and now that it's like it just floats around online people will see it and then believe that that's what it is without knowing the context of it like this was a mockumentary this is Kubrick playing himself. It's not him at all. Actually. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's part of it too. Oh. And so he, I mean, the Y Files guy is really good because he plays it as if it's real. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I know. I mean, that's the twist. But it's like the fact that it's not real. I'm like, okay. I'm not going to spend time on this. At yeah. All. Yeah. 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 If it's like, if it ends up not being real, then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but it also kind of proves the point. Well, no, if it's not Kubrick, it doesn't prove any point. But just to repeat, I think all of those like clues are just Kubrick having a sense of humor. Also, you they know? didn't have Amazon back then. Like, yeah. He couldn't be like, I know, I would like to find. A tapestry that looks like spaceships. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Well, I don't know where the interiors were done. Uh, we don't have to talk about The Shining. But um, well, yeah, it, the thing is, I don't need any of that Kubrick shit uh, to yeah, convince me. Right. The lighting stuff is really, really compelling. Yeah. I don't need any of this, like, Mich- Michigas to like mm, Michigas. Uh, the word of the day. Yiddish word of the day. Michigas. Let's look it up. Yeah, okay. Okay. Definitions of Michigas. Mm-hmm. Craziness, senseless behavior or activity. Mm. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's like a Yiddish Yiddish word. I think you used it perfectly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need any of this Michigas uh-huh. to convince you that perhaps we fixed the movie. You anyway. absolutely don't need it. Like I'm still kind of like on the fence, but this is some this is evidence I would uh like to look into further. Oh my god, I'm a conspiracy theorist now. Yeah? Yeah. I have convinced Well, you. I don't even think this is like raises to the level of of a conspiracy so much as it's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense where either we did the moon landing, but we couldn't film it. And everybody was like, you know, it it was like such a morale booster for America that we faked it. Yeah. Or like it didn't work out. And we I could totally see that happening, especially in the atmosphere that I understand of like the late 60s with all like the psyops and the CIA and like, yeah. you know, and it was so much easier just to lie about shit. Also, a lot of people will make this argument that like if we faked it, why isn't Russia calling us out for faking it? Yeah. And I was like, well... Here's the thing. I mm-hmm. think if it's fake, uh, not a lot of people were in on that secret. Yeah. If they had to, um, if we if we did this to try to show them, uh-huh. you know, yeah. if we faked it to show them, then there might have been like a little conversation that was like, look, it's not possible. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And if it was possible, it would cost like billions of dollars. Like, does your government have that? Uh huh. You yeah. know? And so it's not really about anything except like we can't get past the Van Allen belts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another thing. Yeah, we just took a detour. No, you didn't. Well, another thing people will point to is apparently there's something on the lunar surface mm-hmm. that if you shine a laser at it, a laser. Uh-huh. If you shine a laser at it, it'll shine it back at you. Mm-hmm. And that is supposed to. Because it's like the silica sort of glassy material. No, they put oh. something down. Oh, okay. I don't know what it is. All right. It puts something down. Uh-huh. And that is supposed to prove that we've been there. 
Oh, okay. Because we're like, oh, that thing's there. Yeah. And it's like, well, that doesn't prove that people went there. That proves a spaceship went there. We could like, because we we could send probes there. Yeah. 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 And we did before Uh we sent people there. Exactly. Um, And then there's another thing where I think people in New Zealand Mm -hmm. or something, like people at the college had a big satellite and could tune into the audio that was being broadcast oh, from while the moon. It, like, while it was happening? While it was happening. Okay. But as I said... What did they say? It's like, we're not actually on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> this is all bullshit. Well, hey, Stanley. <laughs> I love your work. Can I have an autograph? Stanley. Hey, Stan. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. They were like, people did tune into the audio okay. that was being broadcast from the moon. Uh-huh. But I'm like, okay, but NASA wouldn't let people get the feed of the video? Yeah. So-, so where they, You're saying where they had to, like, film it, project it on the wall? Not yes. get the Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. So even if people were like, oh, no, man, we, like, pointed our satellite at the moon and yeah. we picked up the audio or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so NASA thought of that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like that still doesn't prove it to me. Yeah. No, me neither. Honest honestly, I am very willing to believe that this is in some way a lie. Yeah. The like the actual presentation to the American public of the moon landing. I don't know yeah. whether it was fake or whether it was like, you know, faked for reasons but we actually went to the moon like joe rogan said but i'm on board but yeah like yeah it was a pretty good like solid feed from the moon yeah which seems crazy since we try to like facetime each other and it doesn't always work it's from the moon and then like all that i don't know how like recording works but all that like all those little bits and bites and electrical activity had to go back through the Van Allen Bell, all that radiation. How? How, how, how? I don't know. I don't know anything about science. If any of you guys are engineers or what the fuck ever, please explain to us how all the bits and bytes yeah. <laughs> could get through back through the Van Allen Belt to give us like... Because some of these images are like crystal fucking clear. Well, and... Uh, the American Moon documentary will make this point about mm-hmm. the radiation thing. Like, if you ever went on a trip and took pictures on film, yeah, and then sent your camera through uh, the thing where they look at what's inside your suitcase. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do they call? I, I the thing. Uh, it's the thing that looks what's inside. I don't know. Uh, yeah, totally. You know, when you're at the TSA, scanner, the scanner. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sometimes those pictures will come back and they'll be like overexposed, you uh-huh. know, like yeah. the pi- the picture might still be there, but it looks like shit because mm-hmm. um, something else cast, you know, it's light onto it. Yeah. And, and we're not talking about like, you know, an x-ray machine radiation. We're talking about like, like immediate tumor causing radiation. Yeah. Yeah. And Buzz Aldrin is still alive. Um, but those other two guys aren't. And, you know, he's always seemed to me like a little bit of a publicity whore. <laughs> I'm sorry, think? Buzz Aldrin, if you're listening. Well, yeah, he and, loves this shit. But then what they'll say about Neil Armstrong is that he would never sit down for an interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he did eventually for like 60 minutes, like 30 years after uh-huh. he did an interview. Yeah. Um, But... They asked him questions that were like, like right before they went on the trip mm-hmm. to the moon. Yeah. He was doing some kind of, um, it's not a simulation because it was real, but it was like he was on this lunar module thing and then trying to land it on the earth, right? Okay. He cheated death again two years later while flying an experimental device designed to simulate a lunar landing. When it malfunctioned, Armstrong was sitting at the controls. He ejected barely a hundred feet from the ground. And if you didn't get out, that would have been your life. Um, yeah, probably would have. Yet somebody told me that after that happened, when it was all over, you went back to your office and sat down to do paperwork. That's, that's true. 
I, I did. There was there was work to be done. Wait a minute. That's crazy, you. Neil. You didn't want to like go do just something? like get some get some counseling or you know or maybe lunch just like go have or a something. drink. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just or be like, I want to hug my kids. Just settle the fuck down. Call your wife. Call your mom. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, so I think it's possible that he just was not the type t- for the publicity. You know, he was <laughs> no. Like, I, it's. He, uh, Judging from that immediately uh, after landing press conference, <laughs> yeah. he is not the most like uh, camera ready man. No, I'll say I'm sure he's great, but right, yeah. All so right. I just want to end with like I don't know. I don't know either, and yeah. I was well, not to say I was like fully ready to not be convinced because I like. I can kind of see it, but with all the, like, this is compelling to me. Well, kind of the only, um, maybe like politically charged thing that mm-hmm. might come out of this. Yeah. Is that flat earther thing. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that. That's and, totally. No, I know. Yeah. But what's so funny to me about, um, about those guys and that three and a half hour documentary called mm-hmm. American Moon, there's a little disclaimer before that movie. Yeah. And it's like. Please don't use any part of this documentary for your documentary, especially if you're a flat earther. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like that's a completely different conspiracy that has like it has its own other math world that they try to suck you into. Yeah. Which is like never prove it. They can never actually prove it. Well, you know, it's just one of many of the other like sort of fakeries and lies that we've been told about our history so i mean i'm i'm willing to get on board with that yeah yeah anyway Uh, on that note should we uh wrap up yeah wrap it up wrap it up we're done Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. Yeah. I, I have been changed. I have. I it's it was truly truly a story for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a different person now. Oh, what are you going to do now? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fucking fight the mainstream media. <laughs> I don't believe anything anymore. Yeah. I'm going to live in a bunker and start a blog. <laughs> <laughs> well, tune in next week to hear about Nathan's blog. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go full Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to shower anymore. I'm going to live in a cabin. I'm I'm not going to send anthrax or bombs to people, but I I I am going to start a very incendiary blog. Okay, I swear to God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Anyway, thank you for listening, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. This is online bullshit. You can find us on Instagram and Reddit. Yeah. Join. Please talk to us. Indeed. Love to hear from you. And I'm going to get this right this week. On on Instagram, it's online BS pod. No. God damn it. Why am I so stupid? It's online bullshit pod. Because you said last week on Instagram, we can say bullshit. We can say shit. Okay. And then on Reddit? Online BS pod. Online BS pod. See, I get them confused. All right. It's what happens when you put a curse word in your name. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, Katie and Nathan signing off (laughs) that's one small step for man (laughs) one giant leap for mankind there we go all right bye good job bye 30 seconds okay engine stop the eagle has landed that's one small step for man Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.